I want to thank everybody for being here. Let's give a round of applause for all our wonderful moms that are here today. It's mommy Day. Mommy Day. Thank you for watching online. So uh, we're going to make it a little different. Let's pray real quick, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. Lord, we just pray for all the moms that are here, and uh, we pray for those who are watching online. We pray for uh, a movement of the Holy Spirit in this place. Uh, we drowned out the enemy, uh, and today, Lord God, the enemy knows that we mean business. Uh, we're going to take this thing on the road and tell everybody about the love of Jesus Christ, and you'll get the glory in thy name. Amen. Amen. Applaud the Lord and let it go for just a second. Turn with me in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. We'll bring the ushers down here. So um, at the end of the service, we got a lot going on, so, so tune in. We're going to be uh, glorifying the Lord, honoring moms, and uh, got a quick video right after this. We're going to roll straight into it, um, and, and it's, a great, it's, it's a great day to exalt your mother. Um, and let me say ahead of time, if you, if you had a, a little turbulent time with your mom or your mom wasn't around or one of these, you have some dynamic where there's some bad feelings and all that, God can turn all that around. I want you to look up here. God, whatever you came in with, God can turn around. It, ain't, it don't matter how you started. It's, it's, it's a matter of how you finish. And, and, you're, and your life is subject to change according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? And then look at your neighbor and smile because your mom was pro-life and I like that. Amen? Hallelujah. So Proverbs 31.10, it says, An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. And I have to tell, uh, tell you that um, I, I, really love, I really love my mom and, and my wife. And uh, my wife's my best friend. And I'll just be real honest with you. She's, she, she means everything to me. I want to take this time. I, was, I had some sayings that a, mother, uh, a mom might say to you. I'm just going to run a few past you. And we'll start with this one. And we'll get back to Scripture. Don't make me pull this car over. Come on, don't, 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 let's get, let's get into it. Um, um, when we go in here, don't touch, don't touch anything. Maybe it was just for me. My mom told me and my brother, don't touch anything. When we go in here, don't touch anything. Hands off, amen. Uh, and I told you about my mom being able to drive a 55 Chevy and, and groom you in the back seat all at the same time. And young people are going, what does this mean? This is the way mothers used to groom their children. Before you get your picture taken, it, it sears and roebuck, amen? It just, and slick the hair back too, amen? Close the refrigerator door. If your friend jumped off a cliff, would you? It only go, this only pertains to me in B.C., I can see. You guys are the holy crowd. Sorry about that. But I'm just trying to lay the groundwork on how important mommies really are. So, and it says this. So King Solomon writes about this. He says, the heart of a husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. So this might be where if you're a wife or whatever, like this kind of thing, like a mommy figure, uh, my wife is, I told you, see, she's my wife and my mom at the same time, and if you drop ice cream on your shirt, 
She doesn't want you to wear it out. Like, you're not going out of the house with that on there. I'm like, what? What's the big deal? Because it's a reflection on her. Amen. It's a reflection. Amen. Come on. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like a ship of merchants. She brings food from afar, and she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. That means she ain't lazy. Work ain't a cuss word for mommy. She considers the field and buy it. She, with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. And I told you about the strong arm of, of mommies. They're, they're, they got like supernatural, that kind of strength. Where they can hold the baby on the hip like this. And my, my mom could hold a baby on her hip and dress down the neighbor at the same time. Do you ever hand a baby to like a big stout dude? You hand a baby like, oh, here, take her back. Come on, ladies, Amen. Uh, she perceives her merchandise, verse 18. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the staff, and her hands hold the spindle. She opens the hand to the poor and reaches her hands out to the needy, always thinking about somebody that could use a, a hand or hand-me-downs. She's not afraid of snow of her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. So back then, snow days, you just put uh, bags on your feet and rubber bands around up top. That, our generation was the only one. They don't do that anymore because the kids would suffer with lowest self-esteem. <laughs> like a colonial bag, just put a bag around his foot. Put a bag around his foot and put a rubber band around it. Wasn't worried about anything. <laughs> Circulation gone. <laughs> Get out there. Amen. Can we do this real quick? If you don't have gloves, you know what? Socks. And back when I was a kid, it was tube socks. They went to your shoulder. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Just say only a mommy. Only a mommy. Yeah, she's good with it. She makes her bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the gates. I told you about that. That's where the business was done, and he definitely didn't go out of the house unless he was dressed like it was approved by mom. You know, my wife still does that to, to this day. She's like, you wearing that? I'm like, what? I, this is like, what? Are you wearing that? Is that how you're going to wear your hair? I thought it was really kind of coming back in. Uh Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. Remember, I told you mommy's got to laugh sometimes, always. The, if not, they'd be crying. Sometimes, man, you just got to laugh. You gotta, and here's what I'm saying is you have to laugh at your family because you're the only one that could love them the way they act. Amen. You're like, I like it. Got three moms that are being honest. They're like, I got two boys. Amen. She opens her mouth with wisdom and teaches. So, so we sometimes the, the mommies need a surrogate mom, and sometimes they are the surrogate mommy. She, teaching kindness is on her tongue. And if you don't have anything nice to say, and that could heal the world. If you don't have anything nice to say, man, here, just my mom would just say, shut up. 
But that's back before the speech police came along. Amen. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Many women have done excellently. You surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is in vain. And I told you about that. Charm is deceitful and beauty is in vain. And, and young moms always think they're always going to be in the shape they're in, the condition they're in, and always going to be beautiful and all that. Senior moms, you look at them and go, oh, girl. <laughs> Verse 31, here it is. Give her fruit of her hands and let her works be praised in the gates. Let us pray. That's just a, you know, uh, and we'll bring the house lights down. So here we are with the video coming. Um, it's all about moms. And I want to pray, and then I want, to, I want to tell you about the video real quick. So, Lord, we just pray for the offering today. And I know that all the moms that are here, the moms that are watching on the broadcast, would want their children and their family to invest in a church like this, a church that's a city on the hill still to this day. Um, so bless the mommies and bless the offering in thy name, Jesus. Amen. So let the offering be picked up and applaud the Lord and the moms at the same time today. This video, we'll just play the video. I'll talk about it later. My mom would be at all my sporting events. Let's say I was playing football, okay? My
Rise with me and we'll pray for the message. Pray for the moms. If you're standing next to a mom, you just put your hand on her shoulder. Everybody. Lord, we just thank you for the moms that are here today and all the children that they've raised, the stuff they've been through. And uh, pray for their day-to-day. And, uh, and I pray they end up with a, with a good day-to-day. And I pray all this in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's applaud the Lord and the mommies again. All right, you may be seated. So I'm going to tell you the story. So obviously, if you don't know, that that, that uh, gentleman who was speaking on there is Mark Merrill. is Johnny B. Bad. He was a wrestler for a long time in the WWF. Also a boxer, very successful and all that. So you heard all that. He talked about, you know, he wanted to, uh, I want to talk to everybody today, so get your ears on. Because uh, I don't know how many are going to come back after today, but I want to make sure you get this on you before you leave. If you got your mom with you, you're doing pretty good. I just I said if you got your mom with you, you're doing pretty good. If your mom's still alive, you're doing all right. I'd love to have my mom back, but I don't have her, so uh, that's a whole other story. Life is, is but a vapor that appears for just a little bit and then quickly vanishes, as James says that in chapter 4. It's over like this. Let's don't screw it up. And, and he names some of the ways you can screw your life up by drugs and pills, alcohol. See, here, just because something's legal doesn't mean it's good for you. Amen. They can legalize pot. They can legalize alcohol. And it will always lead to brokenness, always, without exception. It don't care whose life it takes out. I either go visit those people in jail or I bury them here. Mommies want better lives for everybody that are here today. Amen? And uh, it's the spirit of a mom that's kept some of us alive. Uh, so at the end of the service, we're going to uh, honor our moms. We're going to bring them down to the altar. And uh, we're going to pray for them, anoint them with oil, and then we're going to... Uh, uh, give them a gift for the day. So turn with me into the book of Ruth, and we're going to talk about four chapters here. And, uh, and I don't know how I, I did it on the first service. I don't know if I did it any justice, but I'll try to tell you what the story's about. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a lady named Naomi. There's a lady named Ruth. Um, uh, Ruth marries into the family. Uh, Naomi and Elimelech. Uh, have two boys, Chilion and uh, Milan, and this, this Ruth and this Orpah from, are from Moab, and they marry these boys. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read. Let's start up in Ruth 1, and I'll just kind of go down the, the way. And you can't cover four chapters, but I want to make sure the story's there. So remember, sometimes we, we have mothers. We need a surrogate mother or, 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 or something of that nature, and we find out that Naomi ends up becoming a mother figure for Ruth uh, or a mother-in-law 
uh, and it's quite the success story, I'll just be honest with you. So if you were thinking about bailing out, and I don't have to be at church, and, and we're just, you know, it's summertime, we're just going to go do whatever we want to do, and we're not worried about it, and it's all going to work its way out. Here's the deal. Uh, it, it, God wants us to be here, not only with our moms, but be in church. Amen? And uh, I had, yeah, amen. And I want to encourage you. It says, in the days, in Ruth 1, it says, in the days when judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And I think you can see that now in our land there's a famine, regardless if this was a kind of, a, I don't know if it was a food famine or a disease famine, but we actually, you, you say, could God stop any famine? And the answer is yes, he can stop any famine at any time. Uh, and, and sometimes he allows things in your life because you've created them. I'll say it over here. Because you've created them and you have to learn from them. Sometimes hard lessons are the, are the best lessons. If I constantly are bailing our children out, they never learn any lesson because they think it can be bad and we'll always bail them out. Sometimes mommies and daddies can't bail their kids out. That's just a fact of life. Life is short. Let's get it right today. And I know this has fallen on somebody today. Uh, so they, they sojourn and they go to the country of Moab, he and his wife. So this is Elimelech and this is Naomi. Uh, and the names of the two sons I told you about them are Milan and Chilion. And they were uh, Ephorites from Bethlehem and Judah. So they're in this, this land that God has ordained and he has blessed. The family gets up going in the land and, and they go down to Moab. And uh, so Naomi goes down there into Moab. And she's going down into Wickedville. So you're going down into Wickedville. And they're, they're going down there to get some food or whatever the case may be, Pastor Jay. And... While she's down there, her husband dies. So these are real stories in the Bible with real families that have been through real crises. Amen? And if you can relate it all, moms, to today, you can just kind of give a little bit of an amen. There's some real things going on here. The, the daddy dies. And then the two boys, her two sons, die. And uh, so this Ruth is one of the sister-in-laws, and, and this Orpah, they're, they're from Moab, they marry these boys. So now, they marry these boys, uh, and, uh, and, and they're in the family, and then they decide to go back up to Judah because the famine's over, and God told them, he said, hey man, the famine's over, you guys can head out. And the girls have to make a decision. The girls have to make a decision. If they're going to go back to their old way of life, sometimes after somebody dies, it's real easy to go back to your old habits. Come on, wake up a little bit. And it's a great excuse to party or get dirty or God didn't do what I want him to do, so I'm just going to drink or pop pills or smoke weed and we're going to blame God and society because I've suffered a loss. There's losses all through this Bible, and there's going to be losses all through eternity and time. It's how you deal with it that keeps you above the flood. Amen. You can go back and get dirty, but I'll tell you what, it's a rough road. Well, you know, and, and at this time, we, we can find out that uh, uh, Naomi is really struggling too through this. This is the mommy of the matriarch of the whole deal. And there's a matriarch in every family that, quite frankly, keeps the, keeps the whole thing together a little bit. Amen, if you know what I'm talking about. 
And you know if it wasn't for your mom, the whole things would go to hell and the hogs would eat it. I hope some young people are listening to this message today. Because quite frankly, sometimes I feel like the message is falling on deaf ears. Um, so this Orpah girl, she, and, and Naomi's got little bitty faith at this time. Her faith has been drained because her, because her husband died and her two boys died. And uh, she goes, man, you know, basically she's like, man, I got, I, you know, God has really done something bad to me. Well, first of all, they should have never been in a godless society. Sometimes, sometimes you need to stay up here with God and ride the storm out. And I'm not talking about REO Speedwagon either. And I'm not going to sing, and I know you want me to. But sometimes we get, we get tired of waiting on God because we know better than God. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to speed things up a little bit, so I'll take it on my own, and we'll just go down to a godless society. And then, and then the daddy dies, the boys die. So Orpah comes up to uh, Miss Naomi. She says, she goes, you girls need to bail out and just head out. And because I'm not going to have any more boys in, in this whole thing. And you need to go with your gods and your people down there, down in Nastyville, and pick yourself out a, a guy down there. And here's what we need, ladies. We don't need Mr. Right now. We need Mr. Right Amen. There's always going to be somebody that's going to be out there for you, and he'll, he'll be a booger, I'll guarantee that. So Orpah goes, you know what, I'm bailing out. She, he, she kisses Naomi and goes, I'm burning, I'm going back to Moab. I'm going back to the tavern. I'm going back to the saloon. We're going to worship some false gods. We're going to have a big old time. Woo-hoo! Amen! But we find out about this Ruth. She, she says, you know what, don't ask me to leave anymore. She said, where you go, I'll go. And where you stay, I'll stay. Your God will be my God, and where you die, I die. And I'm making a claim today that I'm going to follow the Lord. I need a mom to talk back to me in this church today. I'm going to stay around. I'm going to keep going to church, and you know who they are. You know who the mothers of the church are in this church. They've been here a minute. And they've been through everything that you all have been through, I'll guarantee you. But they got staying power. Well, so the story goes on. And uh, so she, she made a decision. After she said that, that's where we're about deep into chapter 1. And this Ruth, this young lady, she decides that she's going to adopt Naomi as her mommy. That was a good move. Amen. That was a good move, and maybe her first mommy was whatever. I don't know what she was, but she's got a new mommy that follows the Lord, and when you got a mommy that follows the Lord, usually the daughters will follow the Lord. Amen. And here's the deal. I want to make sure that I'm telling the story right. So she says, all right, she says, uh, Miss Naomi tells Ruth, she says, tonight you need to go out and glean. This was their welfare program. You go out and glean out of these fields that have already been harvested, and you just, and, and it's back when people used to work. And in the job interview, it wasn't when does my vacation start and how much money do I make. It's back when people used to go out on the welfare program and they didn't bring you the welfare. You had to go out and work for it and you picked it up grain by grain. She, she gleaned in the field all day long, 12 hours picking up grain. She had to pick up grain if she wanted to pick up a check. 
And she says, you need to glean out of this guy's field named Boaz. Say it with me, Boaz. Oh, and I'm sure he's got brothers, and you know who the Az brothers are. They're a wreck. Dumb, you know, and all that. I didn't say, I just told you that he's got a lot of brothers. Like, don't, don't, girls, don't date him. Can I keep preaching? Well, don't, I mean, don't, don't, if your daughter's going to date somebody, make sure they ain't broke. And make sure they ain't dumb. And make sure that they serve the Lord. I said as brothers, A-Z. So can I tell you about Boaz? Say please do. Oh, he was a hunk of a man. Hunk of a man, ladies. I'm going to tell you. And say it with me, ladies. He's fine. Oh, he's fine. There's nothing wrong with saying. My wife says that about me when I'm walking around. Oh, he's, woo, he's fine. I married a good one right there. I'm stretching it a little. Makes me feel good. So, go glean in his field. And uh, so she goes and gleans in his field. And, and she's, a, she's, a, uh, she's a servant girl. And he's a, not only is Bo as a fine-looking man, but he's a follower of God, and, and I'm going to give you one more, ladies. He's got stacks of cash. Do that with me. Just sit, put your fingers like rolling together and then do this. He's got it like that. He got, if you're going to date somebody, make sure he's good looking, make sure he serves the Lord, and make sure he can do it like this. He got stacks of cash. Don't, don't, mar- don't date a broke one. Amen? I'm just telling you what the dude's throwing down. And he's got fields to glean out of, and that's a great thing, isn't it? So anyway, she starts to glean, and then Boaz, after a while, when this, when this young lady, uh, he found out that she was a virtuous lady. That means a lady of high moral character. Say that with me, high moral character. That means she wasn't out messing around. She's of high moral character. Boaz, being a, a, a good man, he recognizes that she's in his field. And, she, and he says, who is that girl out there? And his servants tell him who it is. And he says, in, in a way, he says, I'm noticing her. Amen? Amen? Do you remember the dance when you was young? Let's go back a couple of years. If you wanted to get the opposite sex attracts if you want to you want to get their attention what you do i can't walk around a whole lot because i'm on film right now but if i could i would walk past this girl you just uh, yeah you know maybe a tank top or something so you're flexing a little oh yeah it's like a gun permit right here baby well see i've been a soccer coach for girls varsity team so i know how they do and then the girls do the same oh the ball went over here by the baseball boys don't kick it over here again. <laughs> yeah, right. Say it with me. It's a dance. But you know something? That's how God wired us. I'll keep preaching. So anyways, Boaz starts to notice her and, and this kind of thing. And uh, after a while, uh, he st- they, start to, they start to talk a little bit. Um, and then we get closer to the end of the story, 
and we find out. And I think about this for just a second. What would happen if they didn't hang in there and get this story right and get this God-ordained story right? Because there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's some lineage here that you're going to need to know about here at the end. And ver- uh, I'm, I'm at chapter 4. I want to kind of speed this along so we can bring our ladies up and, and, and pray for them. Let's do that now. Let's bring the moms up and just have them sit here at the altar and on the stage. Just sit wherever you can, moms. Applaud the moms as they come up. We're going to pray for them. And I want the deacons and the pastors to come up and anoint them and pray for them. I want them to anoint them with oil. Just all the moms, come on down. Jed, you can start playing a little music back there, son. Just go ahead and take a chair. You're going to be a minute, ladies. Just take a chair. You'll be a minute. I'm going to preach you. I promise you're going to be here. So he goes, Boaz goes up to the city gate, and he's a, he's a kinsman redeemer. He's going he's to save the day. He's going to buy back the property and, and all this kind of stuff. But there was somebody that was closer as a kinsman redeemer than Boaz. And, and this, this guy that was closer as the kinsman redeemer was going to redeem. Uh, but he said, he said when, when you redeem the property, you're also going to get the Moabite girl uh, to boot. And, and, and the kinsman redeemer said, man, I can't do that. I'm already married. So Boaz was sitting there at the city gate and watched his class. He said, he raises his hand. He says, I'll redeem it. And then him and this young lady, they end up getting, getting married and they end up having a child. So... Let, let me read this to you. We can bring the house lights down just a little bit, Angie, because I'm going I'm to get ready to pray for these ladies. And then in the, in the, the people who are going to do our altar call song, I want them to come up too. It says so in 4.13, it says, So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. So through all of this, and there was, there was 10 years in Moab, and they went through this, and Naomi lost... Uh, Naomi lost her son, and, and she lost her, her two boys, and she thought she lost everything. But she still had just a grain of faith. And some of these moms that are here today, that may be all they came to church with. It's just a mustard seed of faith. Just a little bit. Just, just, and that's all a mommy needs to turn the whole family around. So this is going on here, and, uh, and then we find out at the end of the story here, if you, if you go to the end of chapter four, uh, chapter 4. They end up having this boy. His name is Obed, Steve. And his son is Jesse. And Jesse's son is King David. Somebody needs to talk back to me right now. We was getting ready to bail out. Mommy was getting ready to bail out. Ruth was getting ready to take off. Can you imagine what would have happened if Ruth would have said, you know what, I've suffered loss, so I'm just going to go get dirty with the rest of the people down in Moab. I'm going to serve the false gods. Look at this. Look at this. Ruth had stay in power. She goes, I'm going to stay with God and his people, and I'm going to watch this class. I'm going to stick it out. Everybody's got a reason to go and cry and whine like a little baby. Oh, well, we just, God didn't do what he, 
what? Oh, I wanted him to. Some people, some people think they can wind up God like a little toy. Well, if he doesn't do what I want him to do, Terry, then I'm just going to go ahead and take my stuff. I'm going to get out of here. Oh, boo-hoo. Well, what? Big deal. I, I want to I pray for these mommies. I know they got staying power because they're in church. That's where mommies are supposed to be on Sunday morning. Not out somewhere. And... Oh, I'll get, I'll get going on this, Terry, and we're going to be here a minute. I'm glad, I'm glad I, got a, a, I, ha, I got a mommy that had staying power and I got a wife that's got staying power. Amen. I want to talk to the church a little bit now. I'm going to give you some real stuff. It's easy. We could, me and Vicki could tell you it's time. Well, we need to burn out because God didn't do what we wanted him to. And I never carried a child, but I watched my wife carry one or two. It's hard being a mommy, but let me tell you something. It's a lot harder if you ain't saved. I'll just be real honest with you. I don't know how she'd ever got through what she went through being an unsaved mommy. And how many times do we got to get it right, Burger? I don't know. Is one or 20 or 50? I'd take this opportunity right now if you ain't saved to give your life to Christ. I just go ahead and do it. Just go, you know what, man? I'm just, I'm just going to come to the altar and just, I'm just going to give my life to Jesus. And I'm going to start praying for mommies. And I'm going to start believing that, that mommies is one, of the, is one of the key components to holding the family together, even in 2022. There's a story that's here with these mommies. And uh, they're, they're part of the family unit. And she does things with kids. My wife does things with kids I could never do. She, she knows how, how to do their laundry and take care of them and cook for them and feed them and everything. And she know my wife knows things that, that guys don't know. Can I get a witness? Come on, she, she knows things. I'm not a girl. I just want to pray for him today, so I'm just kind of bringing you this Mother's Day message. And we're going to pray for him, and then I may have Krista sing a song, and then you'll, you'll be dismissed in song. But if you got a mommy, even the mommies that are here, and they need prayer, or your mom's going away, I don't know what your dynamic is. I just want to kind of lift you guys up in prayer, because to be quite frankly, uh, I love all these mommies. They, they just, they're everything that is good. They represent a lot of goodness, don't they? Wholesomeness. Let me come down here. I'm going to pray for you all. And Christy, you can start singing a little bit. I just want to pray for everybody. Just follow me around. I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a headache here for a second. All right. I'm going to pray for them. Father God, I just want to pray for all the mommies that are here today. I want to pray for all the mommies that are here. In a special way, all the mommies. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In BC, you can start making your way this way too. I just won't pray. Let's get these deacons and pastors down here. Just pray for these ladies right now.
each one. And if you have a situation, Mommy, while I'm praying for you, would you just raise your hand up? Just, just raise it up. Just if you, we don't need to know what it is. Just pray for it. You got what it is. What that means, I'm just kind of going through a deal, and I need God to interject here. Praise God. Praise God. Just praying for all of them right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. It's going to be a good day today, Cofer family. God bless you. 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 God bless you, Mommy. God bless you. God bless you. Can you feel the love of God here today? Amen. Miss Chittenden, you can feel. He, he works. Hey, you got to stay. He work. He'll work on your behalf. I want to pray for somebody that's been through something today. Amen. Just pray if it needs to get real today. <laughs> it's got to get real today. The enemy's getting mad at us today, you ladies. We're going to take this thing on the road. We're going to tell people about Christ. Amen. I love praying for the wonderful ladies of the church. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Wonderful. Praise Jesus. All right. Right now. And if anybody I missed, I apologize. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you help these ladies raise their head above the enemy forever. And Lord God, we give you the glory that we got so many wonderful ladies in our church. And help them if they're going through something, Lord God, that only you can get them through. I pray that you rain down the healing power of the Holy Ghost in their life today. And you help them help their families with the truth and with the gospel. And we give you all the glory for this wonderful success today. In the mighty name of Jesus, all God's people said amen.